Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and all that you do. So I just wanted to take a minute and share the last few episodes have been incredible. Listening to Kevin Reese Sr. talk about his award and all the major happenings at New Bern High School over in North Carolina, along with the Tech Twins, who are business and marketing educators who have turned entrepreneurs. A lot of great things. And then we did a deep dive into the rich history of Ellen Swallow Richards, our foundation for family and consumer sciences education. I am so grateful for the knowledge from Joyce Miles. We then listened to Rachel Gabrowski on special education in the gen ed classroom in episode 67 and all of the amazing tools, tips, and tricks that she's giving us to better meet the needs to all of our students, regardless of abilities. Then finally, Chelsea Fereas, who happens to be my co-teacher who I share a classroom with, first period and second period with, she talked about being a new teacher, but building cultural opportunities in the FCS classroom. And I just have to say, she, for those of you who have listened to episode 66 and hearing her excitement and enthusiasm for starting off the new school year, let me just tell you, she is thriving and she's doing amazing work. I'm so grateful to be able to partner with her and watch her flourish as a new teacher. So that is just my quick recap of the last few episodes. But what I'm looking forward to sharing with you today, I came up with an incredible assignment. So I'm teaching interior design one and financial literacy and maybe mental health and counseling uh, sometime this, this school year. But I just came up with PBL. So for those of us who are not educators or not familiar with certain acronyms within the education field, PBL is project-based learning. So this is a project activity, hands-on activity for students to engage in. For my interior design students, only section one, we're just finishing up our principles and elements of design. I've gone and turned this activity into a lap book. So L-A-P book. And it's an it's interactive. It's not digital. We love our digital interactive notebooks, but no, this is a actual hands-on book that they are creating. And I'm really excited. So, and I will share that assignment. I have it all loaded, ready to go on my website that you'll be able to just download for free. I want you to use it. So if you have interior design and you're looking for an activity just to kind of stretch out for you for a little while just to give you kind of a reprieve, well, I got the stuff for you. So students are given a folder, just a manila folder that you would have for your file cabinet. They are then instructed to fold it into thirds. So it's becoming like a little mini presentation board for them. On the front, as the title. So I'm just going to kind of walk you through this assignment. So you have your front cover. So the book is folded and closed up. 
with that title, what students are going to be writing on that title cover would be what are the elements and principles of design, including their first and last name, and of course, what class period they're in. And they have to include pictures of those elements of design that represent space, color, shape, form, value, texture, and line. So students can draw, trace, use magazine uh, cutouts, and or if they have a colored printer at home or something, they can print those images out. And I put that down as 10 points. Then the title is done and they get to color it and make it as creative as possible. Then you go and you open up the inside of your their folder, their board presentation. So on the inside left of the folder, I have where it says space and an analysis. So these are two separate things. For the analysis, this is where they're in explaining the essential question is how does the elements of design impact good design? So just like I was telling my students, and by the way, I just came up with this assignment, so I'm really excited about it. So as I was telling my students, I go, essential question, this is your opinion. I don't want you going up and looking up other what other people have said uh, and quoting this. This is your thoughts and your opinions on what is good design. Because what I think is good design is completely different than what you might think is good design. For me, I'm not I'm not big on modernism. There are some elements to it that I appreciate, but I'm not big on modern. Maybe somebody in my classroom loves modern and that's what they see. How does that impact good design to them? So this is, it's all bias. These are uh, opinion pieces. So, and then above, you know, their analysis or explanation, they have space. So they're including the definition of what space is and what are four benefits of each design. So what does it do for a room? And then they need to include three colored pictures of good design. This could be drawn, printed, colored, or cut from a magazine. So that is what they're doing. And they're having to create like three-dimensional pop-ups so if they have a spiral for uh, depicting line, they're going to cut out a spiral and make it kind of pop up and interactive. You remember when we were kids or maybe you have kids yourself at home, they have those interactive pop up books. That's what we're doing here. We're making this lap book of principles and elements of design interactive. Then on the inside center panel, we have they're going to be focusing on color, value, form, and shape. So that, again, they're including the definition and what are four benefits of each of those design elements. So when it comes to color, what, what are four benefits to color? Well, color, you are able to change the mood of a room. Great, there's a benefit. What's another benefit to color? Color can also help reduce stress and anxiety. It can improve your sleep and it can improve focus. These are all areas of how various color can impact good design. So they're putting, they're writing that down and then they might include a picture of the color wheel uh, where they draw something along that lines, having some sort of interactive create, uh, creativity uh, jumping out at us when we're looking at it. Then finally on the inside right side, 
panel of their presentation folder, they will focus on line and texture. And again, they're always including that definition first of what line is or texture or any of those elements. They're including the definition first and then moving on to adding the four benefits to each of those designs. So it's kind of four bullet points underneath the definition. We're taking them from, for me at least, I'm taking them from writing, typing everything in their computer because we have digital interactive notebooks. And now we're actually applying each of those skills, things that they've learned, and it's going from handwriting to their brain. So students have to include a minimum of 10 3D elements within their lap book. So and they have to label all displays and use different 3D elements. So this project, it's for just this half of the project, it's worth 100 points. I'm, I'm increasing it because my students are also lacking on their digital interactive notebooks. I know it's kind of, it's kind of lame. It's uh, what I was able to come up with during COVID, which I love. And I'm trying to apply those, the, the hands-on portion and not making our digital interactive notebooks count so much and get engaged with the content. Because I noticed within the last few weeks as we wrapped up our color theory unit, when we were doing our watercoloring of creating their own color wheels and drawing and just kind of relaxing, students loved it. I was able to put them in pods where they were working together and students who don't normally ever even talk to one another, all of a sudden they're, this livelihood conversation is just coming coming about so organic and natural. It was amazing. And so that's what I'm trying to bring that back together. So we start off doing individual work with our digital interactive notebooks, and then we come together for a big project. So, and then this project, it's big. I'm going to be able to kind of stretch this out a little bit for about two, two and a half weeks. I'm hoping two and a half weeks, which is going to give me a enough time get my other materials that I've I have on order through Amazon where students are going to be creating individual little houses so this the house project might be something I should be doing in interior design too but for right now I'm just trying I'm trying out new projects to see what works and I'll be able to fine tune it as I progress and hopefully get better right so as as, as I said this project is big and that's only the first half because that only focuses on the elements of design. Using that same folder, flipbook folder, we will then add another page on top of everything, which will then become the principles of design and doing the same thing with the principles of design within that same notebook. So if you're listening to this and you're going, wait a minute, I'm just, I'm not getting a visual representation of what this thing actually is supposed to look like. That's okay. I will, on my actual lesson plan for this, I have a 2D layout of what the folder, the inside of the folder should look like. So space with definitions, your essential question, color, form, line, value, shape, and texture. But then for for part two of this, when we get into the principles of design, students will then be doing the same thing, but they will be focusing on the seven principles of design, which is contrast, balance, emphasis, proportion, repetition, rhythm, and pattern. Again, 
it's all the same the same type of stuff, but we're just including different words. But they have a new essential question where they have to explain how do principles of design create a comfortable and appealing atmosphere for you and your visitors? So again, that is an opinion piece writing. I want students to be able to articulate what they've learned throughout this particular unit. And again, there is a layout a 2D layout for uh, that visual representation. I'll be sure to upload pictures of previous student artwork. I did this in my foods and nutrition class, the same exact project, but for the six essential nutrients. Students loved it. And oh my gosh, I got the best student work uh, it's uh, great stuff. And for both my interior design classes, I have two of them this trimester. I was able to put all of the student examples out on the table and students were coming up checking out what previous kids have done doing this similar project, just getting inspiration. So I'll be sure to, when I'm in class, take pictures of that of those student uh, those student examples and include them on my website for you. So if you have any questions, please email me, Facebook message me, whatever. I'm here. I'm always around. <laughs> I love interacting with you. So and please take this same exact assignment and tweak it to fit your needs for your own uh, project-based learning activity. This is an amazing assignment and I'm excited to share this with you. So please do not do not feel uh, be afraid to reach out to me if you have any questions. I'm here to help. We are always learning from one another and my motto, we're better together. So you now have my amazing, I think it's amazing personally, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> but yeah, so you have this amazing assignment, take it home, play around with it, create your own and implement it into your own classroom to, and however it fits your needs. I would love for you to, if you do take this assignment and play around with it, I'd love to get your feedback on what your thoughts are and possibly on how I could possibly improve upon it. Again, better together, always learning and growing with you as I continue to strengthen the sound of my voice and quality of podcast productions for you. Moving on into next week, I'm really excited to share with you my chat with an amazing comedian, Miss Leslie Robb. So tune in for next week. But until then, subscribe, like, share, do what you can. Let's help make our podcast the number one most downloaded educational podcast there is within Family Consumer Sciences. Until next week, let's continue leading the way with student success with FCS. Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the Family and Consumer Sciences. FCS Classroom, sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. 
Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS. 